Today on our show, we're celebrating 450 episodes of The Countdown. What up? And we're also ranking phase four of Marvel Cinematic Universe. Whatever. <laughs> well, let's do it then. Hit it, Polly. Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. This is episode 450, as you may have heard. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Welcome to the show. We count down stuff in order of awesome monsieur and have to. 450 times if we want to put a particular number on it, Wayne. It's quite the occasion. I know that you don't really celebrate 450, but that's because about 99.9% recurring of shows don't get to 450 these things. To say nothing of the, about what, four years ago, we split up the reviews from the countdown. So... I'm not mm. sure exactly where we are, but somewhere in the order of 675 or so episodes released of this show, if you count the okay. reviews as their independence, over time. So, we, we didn't put together a big thing to celebrate. We didn't ask people for feedback, didn't do any of that stuff. We just thought, well, let's just do something that's probably synonymous with the show in a way, which is let's do a countdown that relates to what's been with us through the journey this whole sure. almost nine years, right? And we decided, Definitely. well, Marvel's been the biggest thing in that time. Right? Certainly been the biggest thing in my life. So <laughs> I'm pleased to say it's not the biggest thing in mine. Whoa! Sad. Sad, sad as hell. That's oh, what I'm saying. Making a dick but joke yes, there, but absolutely. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's been with us for fucking a while. <laughs> now look, we should explain something here. It might sound A a little bit different today, and B, there's no soundboard playing live to torment Wayne Fantastic. as we progress through Fantastic. today's countdown, which is horrendously sad and I may even put a bit of better music under this where I uh, <laughs> lament about the loss of our Please of our third cast member Jesus. usually it's the predator sad music which I love as a uh, as a this is sad enough <laughs> <laughs> as a respect full tribute to the to the soundboard and the reason for that is well Wayne why what happened to you this week I got goddamn COVID everyone I got the Rona got the rona and uh it as a result like ever since like beginning of the week i've been kind of just housebound i've been quarantizing yeah. quarantining and uh, i've not stepped foot almost outside this house for some time like a good boy and Four frankly plates, getting a bit of cabin fever yeah cabin you, would fever. Be, you would be it's been hotter than it's been a hellscape in perth there's no other way oh, it fucking this week. hotter than d's nuts it's man. Been and as if that wasn't <laughs> Sorry, bad enough please i've been taking some of the most emotional shits of my life <laughs> like Forget about it. I don't know what's happening. Is that, but is that also due to m- m- my corona or? What? Look, I imagine my body is hopefully trying to expel certain, you know, whatever it doesn't need. So that might be a part of it. But yeah, it's been uh, emotional. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm telling you, though, I am on the mend. I did test negative this morning. You sound, so that's you sound nice. pretty good, actually. So Yeah, it was a bit more nasal in days gone by. Yeah. And uh, in fact, it's just, a, I just didn't want Paul to get in here and get sick no, off me. Very just kind, in case. Very Even kind. though I'm negative. You never yeah, know. Play, so. play a little bit safe. Foo Fighters come up this week. But as I was saying, it's been it's been horrendous, the weather in Perth. Like, it's not even officially summer in our part of the world, but we've had a week of basically 35 degrees plus, a few days of 39. Celsius for you. Celsius. Americans. So, that's, that's yeah, it's been bobbling around between 99 and 103, 104 degrees all week, and it's Fair not right. even summer. So, it's been miserable. It's been hot. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately... Wayne got sick through the worst of it, so that probably adds the cabin fever where it's, you know, the weather outside is so, well, I, I Dude, don't think it's delightful, it's, but some people do. 
It's frightful. Yep. All right. <laughs> Good. Well. Got what I was going for. <laughs> so, yeah, a little bit different today, but we have still got together for this. There's no recount because a couple of weeks back when we would normally do a bit of a celebration or the vote for that was our books that changed our lives. Episode we got a lot of lovely feedback about, so thank you to everyone who took the time to let us know that they enjoyed that one. So You're instead, all readers. We're just going to plow straight into it on... Yeah, what the hell? I've got like 33 different themes I can choose from. On the other side of this music queue, we're going to rank phase four of Marvel Cinematic Universe. Phase four it is then, and we are doing the whole thing. The whole thing that we've seen. There are 18 releases as part of phase four, and we've decided we're not going to spend a lot of time on each of them because we don't want to be here for an hour and a half today, primarily because I'm sitting inside a room with no aircon and it's 36 degrees outside. Oh, sorry to hear that, Polly. But also because that would bore you all to tears. But there are 18 things that have been released, and the ones that we've seen through to completion, I have ranked, and I've left the other three off my list. Me Wayne, too. How many I've- have you got? Uh, I have seen 16 of the 18. Um, I did not see the Groot thing. Yeah, I am neither Groot. I can't comment on that. And I, I did not see Werewolf by Night, which I know you have. I have. That's on my list. All right. That means to you've seen the others that are not else. on my list. I didn't finish Miss Marvel, so I'm not going to rank that. I don't think that's fair to do so. And oh, okay. I didn't finish What If Season 1, which was one of my most anticipated things. And I got through, I think, all but the last two episodes. And it was fucking shite, other than one or two <laughs> Decent episodes, wow. which is why I never bothered to finish it because it's terrible and I hated it and I was so disappointed. So oh, if I was ranking that, it would be list. right down towards the bottom. So yeah, really, because I was well, so excited. Expectations were, were high, sky high for me. Well, we'll get to that one, but um, well, you we, should lead off then, Wayne, because you were doing. I 16. should lead off then. Yep. Cool. So, ladies and gentlemen, the absolute worst Phase Four property that I saw was goddamn Thor: Love and Thunder. <laughs> it was. Uh, you get a lot piece- of friends with that. My God! After the from the heights of the of Thor Ragnarok, where I was like, yeah, it was awesome. I think not only had Marvel done a successfully wonderful comedy, this may be one of the best comedy action comedies, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. right? Might that agree. I'd ever seen. Yep. And I'm like, this Taika Waititi, give him the whole lot. I was wrong, ladies and gentlemen, because this one, wow, it just sucked big hairy balls. I think the difference being is that I think he didn't write the first one and he did write this one now. Taika Waititi has done some good things in the past. I have liked his work. I have enjoyed his stuff. Not completely, but some of his stuff. Okay? Um, he's much. Paul's much more a fan than I. Yes, I think that's fair. Yeah, his writing is... It's good in its emotional content, but it's not necessarily my flavor. What's happened with Thor Love and Thunder, if you ask me, is that... He just went too much of a of his own way. Like he yep. sort of the the the, 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 the door. It was off the leash. The Marvel gave him off free reign because it was such a huge hit. Ragnarok, and they went, "Well, what can possibly go wrong?" Well, you got your answer. It's called yeah. Love and Thunder. Exactly. It got too funny. I did love it at the at the beginning with all the splits and all that. Well, but then, oh my god, it just went off the rails. And at the end of it, I'm like, "This is bullshit." So yes, hated Thor: Love and Thunder. I don't think I hated it the way that you clearly did, and lots of people did as well. the expectations, Paul. But it was very disappointing. And actually, one thing I should probably mention is I've gone back and re-rated a lot of these releases. I found I gave a lot of these things sort of three stars, soft three stars, like 55, 56. So I have gone back and re-rated a bunch of them and reduced my score of them because 
the longer time has gone, the more that Phase 4 has weighed down my soul, the harder I've found it to be appreciative of, of these things. So, I mean, en masse, they are, they are literally soul-sapping. So, my number 15, the worst yes. thing on my list is undoubtedly, and by a fair margin in my estimation, it's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What a piece of shit. Now, tell me what bothered you about this show, Paul. Well, just about everything. It felt... I understand coronavirus came along and much like our 450th episode, steamrolled through the middle of this <laughs> of this series slightly less importantly than what's happening here today. But you can see the reshoots. You can see the fact that they're desperately trying to make things gel together. And the bottom line is, I couldn't give a shit. Didn't like yeah. any of the characterizations. The best part, the highlight of this show mm-hmm. is when Baron... What's his name? Comes, comes back into it from... Yeah, yeah. Civil War, and yep, he's yep. the best thing about this, whatever many episodes it was, awful, awful. And then they did Dirty by, what's her name, Peggy Carter's niece as well, and just how they just sort of hand-fistedly threw her under the bus in terms of being a villain, which, which whoa, that's meant to be a big reveal. Th- there it has fell been zero so flat. Yeah, they just left it. They left it like they've left another film on our list that they'll never reference ever again because it was such a turkey, so... Okay, here's my issue with, like, Falcon Winter Soldier. It's not as low as yours, but it's definitely on the lower end of the list. Good. Um, for me. Fucking Winter Soldier. It had some good fight scenes. In no, it I was about to say, the action sucked cows. in this as well. The really? only, only like action I, said, I liked, the only one I liked was in the, the uh, shipping containers in that sequence. Yeah, that was, a good, that was good. That wasn't bad. And that was a bunch of fighty, fighty stuff. But, like, what kind of bugged me was a couple things. One is, Anthony Mackie is the new Captain America. I just don't buy it. Even when at the end of, like, Endgame or whatever, when Captain America gives it to him, I'm like, give it to Bucky. He can't do shit. Right? They and two are equally like, as shit as each other, in my opinion. So, it, at Bucky least according at least to the show, super soldier. Uh, you know I mean, at least Bucky's got like arms, uh, an arm, and shit. I don't know. Like, it, like he's actually super, whereas this dude is a cracker. Right? Well, he's not really. He's like, you know, he's like, the he's opposite. Like, he's just some <laughs> other dude. Right? <laughs> he's, he's the opposite of that. <laughs> uh, I don't see color, Paul. Uh, so it's sure. like <laughs> he's a bit of an everyday man, is what you're trying to say. That's what I meant. Sorry. Um, and, the, you know, I'll tell you this, right? This is the worst thing about fucking Falcon and Winter Slap. At the end of the whole thing, there's this, like, impassioned bullshit oh, yeah. speech by awful. Anthony Mackie in his stupid, I look fat, white leather oh, outfit. I was about to say, how shit. terrible is his costume? Horrendous, horrendous, right? I oh, know, that's getting really on. geeky for me to start co- commenting on costuming, but even, oh, no, no, even no. It, me, it, it struck I me mean, like a bright light between the eyes in a, whoa, look away, how awful is that? It's supposed to be comic accurate, and I guess it is, but it's like, you guys fucked something up, because he just looks fat, and now it's like, and then he's like, we gotta do better, we gotta, do. I'm like, no one would have listened to this, like, even though you were televising it, I would have, quit, I would have switched off by then, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it, it's a piece of shit, and I should mention, not only was it Corona that fucked with this, because of the wars and stuff that were going on, they had to switch bad guys, and, oh, and because of even referencing Corona, because there was some like bio agent that came through there to change that as well. So everything kind of went wrong with this, including yes. everything. Yeah. Did we so. did we do that topic? Did we do top 10 inspirational speeches? I know we did monologues, but we didn't do speeches, did we? I guess we probably no, covered the no, same No, because ground. there's not a lot of them, Paul. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking that's not someone I'd run through a brick wall for to uh, to quote our friend Joey from So Is A Podcast. <laughs> The, the yes, new no Captain good. America? No, it's not working. Look, I hope he proves it's all wrong in the upcoming films, but so far, pff, terrible. I actually like Anthony Mackie in some performances. He's done some really good work. but and he's like, also done We this- Have a Ghost. Boy, he was shit in that movie. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's... Uh, yeah. Anyway, all right, Harrison that's Ford. my worst. Anyway. The worst Falcon in the Winter Soldier. We'll see how high it goes on your list, Wayne. What's your 15? 
My 15 is Eternals. I've got now, that I know significantly you quite like higher. I do. Yes. I remember when this came out. Not popular, not popular opinion in my, in my case. Well, this is the thing. So Eternals, when it came out, I was like, okay, so I guess here's like a new... This is the problem. You've got these like little cells of superhero good guy groups. And, you know, this is another one. And I'd never really heard of any of these characters. Not that that's a problem, but I then went on to find it wildly uninspirational. Now, yeah, you're, you're when alone. I, when we talked about this, I remember... Because the actual director is... Do you remember who, Paul? Yeah, it's Chloe Sh- Zhao, Shao, who was right, the Academy Award winning director, director. Of what was it called again? The one uh, of Nomadland. Right. So, I will say that there were quite good cinematography type efforts here. Uh, and some of the scenes did look really good. But... The entire thing, I just failed to give a shit the entire time. And it's like Angelina Jolie, this, that, whatever. And then you got motherfucking Harry Styles and shit coming at the end. All That's the right. The enti- Forgot about yeah. that. And then I'm like, what is all this shit? Must right? have been and the watermelon sugar high. Yeah. <laughs> well, even like, I guess, I guess technically it did look good with all the, 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 wit, the shit that Angelina Jolie was doing with her little, like, her weapons and it turned up in the air and stuff like that. But all of it was like... I, I couldn't give a rat's ass, and I really can't remember the name of any of these characters. And even Jon Snow was in it, right? Yeah, Kit and Harrington was in it. that turned to shit as well. And it's like, and then at the end, there's supposed to be some reveal, but no one gave a rat's vag. And then there's a bit of Blade on the voiceover at the end as well. Even that would fail to give to give me any kind of Look, shit giving sort of stuff. I I understand it, and I'll talk about it now because otherwise yeah, we will be it, here all day. But I, I get I, my expectations were so low. This film is 156 minutes long. It was too long. And it's this, this earth-ending events, and you don't see any other events. And you just have to kind of let go of that, because otherwise the whole interwoven nature of the MCU and the DCEU, it just falls to pieces if you start thinking, well, of course the Avengers would have come running the moment that this great big fist appears out of the earth and starts rising up, you know what I mean? <laughs> or head, whatever well, the fuck what, it was. what about the fact that there are dead god statues the size of small nations uh, poking out of the ocean? You never heard about it again. It's all good. That's it. That's my point I was alluding to earlier. They have dropped this film like a hot fucking potato as, as quickly as they're going to drop the Marvels now as well. So <laughs> I guess the whole point of today's show is really to acknowledge what we've all been feeling as we move into phase five. Well, most of us have been feeling that is... It really has jumped the shark, Marvel, and they've got to stop and sit down and just work out what the fuck the problem is beyond spending too much money on everything and throwing you know crap CGI and whatever at it. This this film is a example of them going too far outside the brief. Let's just oh what the fuck bring the Eternals in? Why not? People are watching anything we put out there. It's somewhere around here when it really started to fall away. But I didn't mind this film, I guess, because my expectations were so low. And when you've got Salma Hayek and Gemma Chan and Angelina Jolie in a film, that's already getting some street cred as far as I'm concerned. So you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you and your fucking Gemma Chan. Just say that. You liked it because Gemma Chan was in it. Word. Paul got yellow fever. It's fine, baby. And the other two. You know? Don't let's not, overlook, <laughs> let's not overlook one of the crushes of our youth, Salma Hayek, because that's uh, still. I forgot about Salma. Going, going very, very um, well. Yeah. So fair look, and fair. okay. There was there was machinations and there was moments and it killed a couple of characters off. That helps as well. So I didn't hate this movie. I didn't hate it the way people do it. See how it goes on my list. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry people. But I understand that people didn't like it and I accept that's the case. Yourself included. Yeah, no. That's cool. To each their own, man. So uh, I guess that's what? You're, you're yep. on number 15 now? 14 for me. 14. 14. I'm, I'm leading off even though you started off because you got one extra on your list. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Shite. 
Mine um, too. That's exactly that my number shit. 14. That was shit. It was a one fucking note joke that was extended for 40 minutes or what the hell it was with way too many songs by the band that Billy from We Watch The Thing likes. And <laughs> <laughs> like how many different ways can you make fun of Kevin Bacon being in this world as himself? And okay, a little bit of the Drax and Mantis back and forth early on was mildly amusing. And I had a bit of yes. a little bit of goodwill towards it, but it had evaporated by the end of this waste of time. So yeah, fuck this thing. Number 14. Little um, peek behind the curtain here, folks. Uh, there was one w- week where this was the thing we were supposed oh, to God. do for that week. <laughs> And I fucked up, and I was like, "Wait, is that, was that the one?" I just I didn't watch it, right? Yep. So we had to improvise that week. And then I was like, "Oh, okay." So then I had all this like shit. I really wanted to watch it. Shit, I'm an idiot. Yeah. I go back and watch it, and I'm like, "Hey, this is like a fucking thirty minute or whatever, forty yep. minute episode." And I'm like, "I thought it was like a movie or something." <laughs> and then I'm watching it, going, "What the fuck is this?" And then I hear James Gunn say that like, "This is one of the fav- most favorite things I've ever done." And I'm like, "Well, it fucking blows." <laughs> um, I'm not surprised. I mean, I don't I know. Agree. I was surprised. I thought it was shit. Either. So it was really terrible. I know. I was like, oh, this misplaced. Is, like, and, to me, it's it, it screams the whole Marvel thought they'd taken over the universe and could do whatever they wanted and throw whatever they wanted out there. And people would just lap it up. And for the majority of people, this was middling. For you and I, we hated it. So it's down here at uh, at fourteen. Yeah, number fourteen. There it is. What do you got at fourteen? Well, in fact, Guardians is my number fourteen as well. So we're over to you. Guardians. You mean Eternals? No, no. Fifteen was my Eternals. Fourteen is oh, Guardians God, of the Galaxy. Oh, sorry, we're both 14. My apologies. I got that wrong. Yeah. My thirteen. This is going to ruffle a few feathers. Let's hear it. One division. Did yeah. not <sighs> like, and this was probably the first shot across the bow of, ooh, what's going on with Marvel here? We we spent a couple episodes really treading water, really playing a couple. On, Maybe it was three episodes playing on It was fucking one, like, it seemed like four episodes. One note. Like, oh, we understand this is a made-up world. She is the most powerful witch in the world. Powerful magic using the world. She can do whatever she wants. It didn't take long to work that part out with what they were, they were drip-feeding you. But the whole boringness outside and trying to get inside and oh, it, and the resolution and, and the whole, I hated it. It was so boring. I was so with? disappointed. I was so excited about the show and so disappointed with the outcome. Did nothing for me. Well, remember, when WandaVision came out, Marvel was still hot. We, we were happy to get fucking new TV shows from Marvel because it's like, ooh, what's going to happen next? And yeah, did, for sure. Did WandaVision come out during the pandemic? Am I wrong? Is, was it around that time? 2021. So, I mean, yes, during the pandemic, but not during the worst of it for us here in WA. Yeah, so it was about. I remember, like, because um, it was one of the first ones that came out, and I remember saying, you know, it oh, was that, the that, first that, TV that, show. That, 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 yeah, so even when you had that Marvel the opening, that that pit, I remember feeling like oddly warm about that yeah, still at that yep. stage. Jane, the problem with WandaVision, I actually think the back end of the show was quite good. The way they did things and stuff wasn't bad, but it it lost me within four episodes of well, this episode is like I Love Lucy, and this episode is like the Brady's Bunch, and this episode is like your mother's snatch. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? This is like. I get the fucking joke within 10 minutes. You you better do something now instead of just playing this one note all the way through. So that's what got it for me. Also, like it. I wonder how often in the history of 450 countdowns plus all the review episodes that we've done, Your Mother's Snatch has been mentioned on this show. <laughs> <laughs> something too many times? I think not enough. So- <laughs> Oh, God. Um, yes, so I agree with you. WandaVision, it could have been great if they had just gotten over the joke within one, maybe two yes. episodes. But, yeah, and, uh, the, and the whole, you know, you know, know what's the name that 
the chick next Agatha door. Agatha all along? Yeah, she was. I mean, that part was funny. The, the way they did the reveal with her own theme song, I did appreciate that. Agree. But Agreed. too little between, too little too far between. And that was going to be a show for a while. That's how much they thought that, we gave a fuck. Agatha all thing, along the, was going to be a show. Like, yeah, okay, it was Marvel. Coven of Chaos or some yeah, shit. And I was like, fuck off, I'm watching that. And I think they have dumped that plan. I'm not under the show. I haven't looked it up, but from vague memory it's not happening or if it is happening it's I a hope, reduced I version. hope it's not I hope they just do something else with that yeah, yeah ridiculous. So absolutely alright that was my 13 what is yours my number 13 was Moon Knight yeah not much horror my list I've got that 11 11 yeah see Moon Knight now here's a piece of shit everyone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paul says it was a piece of shit but he is an actual piece of shit well, no, no. Well, <laughs> all right. Let me tell you about this, right? So you got your Oscar Isaacs, and I'm like, I like me some Oscar Isaacs. I think he's a great. He he, would, he does great work. Okay. One, I don't buy his fucking English accent for even two seconds. Don't even worry about it. Okay. And I'm a purveyor of fine English accents. Trust me. All right. <laughs> As in, you can do I, one. No, I can. I can like them. I, I like <laughs> I the, the the Oxford English accent on a lady is frankly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have done plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, still coughing my head off for you people. Um, in, yes, in the distant so, past, of course. Sure, sure, exactly. Um, and 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 so, Don't sure, that, sure, <laughs> agree with me. I'm saying sure, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's been a while. Now, with the, this Moon Knight situation, I didn't really get the fucking thing, to be honest with you. Okay, so yes, he's a sphinx, and yes, there's some fucking Anubis-looking characters and dogs trying to shit on him, and this and that, and then he turns into things, and he's not that guy. And and I understand that's all apparently comic book accurate. What happens at the end is that you have weird things like giant versions of a god and Moon Knight fighting in the distance, and then the actual uh, Oscar Isaac's character is somewhere in the middle trying to find a version of himself that he had created. And oh, like, what that the fuck is that this whole shit? fucking uh, we've gone into his head and the afterlife almost sort of thing after he got shot. I'm like, this is fucking garbage. This is wasting like, this time. Is absolutely, it was boring as shit, and I didn't care. And also, it was not. It didn't. I don't, it seemed like nothing mattered because it was in his head, yeah. and I was like, "I'm bored this whole time." It's only six episodes know? from memory, and that was like episode four, maybe five, and then episode six was that big battle you're talking about, and it felt like Moon Knight himself was superfluous to what was going on. Like it didn't matter. There, I'm like, what? Exactly. What, what are we doing? Like, because we built fighting. up. It was the to, two gods or something. Yeah, we built up to this shit. Nah. Mm-hmm. Very. Uh, and mad. then there was like the the boat traveling through the sand. Yeah, that was like, that was the one where there was in his head. Slash yeah, and I'm in like, his dying uh, mind's eye, or where the fuck it was. So, I absolutely didn't give a rat's ass. Even yep, when, and then fair. there's like the talking hippo and shit. Yeah, I don't know. The, the talking hippo. Moonlight. Mm, yeah, you know what I mean. Like Moonlight just missed for me. It, it didn't look too bad, but that's not enough. Man. When you bring so whole face four together like this, I honestly think Kevin Feige and his room full of cronies are all sitting there drinking Dom Perignon and eating yeah. their finest caviar, and they're all going, and then they're gonna like this. <laughs> yeah. like, that's right. That's right. Oof. It was it was a case of like, hey, we're golden now. Let's just do we the shit. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. And let it me tell you lost something. Its flavor. There is a mathematical principle called regression to the mean, and it applies to just about everything. If you're Boom, up, look at that. You can only be up for so long. Inevitably, eventually, you will fall. So, or if you want to uh, paraphrase paraphrase differently, Al Pacino's speech in uh, any given Sunday. You know, it's a goddamn glorious life, but it's a short one. And I hope the people mm. at Marvel fucking remember that shit. All right, my number 12 Life is coach. where I had Thunder, Love, Thor, Love and Thunder down here. Oh, Very cool. disappointing. Wanted it to be better. Was disappointed. Did have a few laughs. Won't lie about that part. I don't think I hated it as much as many, but 
but I certainly didn't enjoy it. So yeah, twelve for me. Okay, and my twelve was Falcon and the Winter Fur Burger. Right. So two. Um. <laughs> More entertaining than anything that was in that show. Well done. My number eleven, Moon Knight. Uh huh. And my number eleven, WandaVision. So that's so kind we've, of we've a, got the same the, five, just in a different order at the bottom. Is that right? Yeah, which is quite telling. Which means you know that's that's well, quite you and I so in, in are... sort of lots sort of lockstep. We are about to get out of lockstep, and I don't think it's going to be this one, but coming up shortly. Okay, so we, you've had your eleven. My number ten, then. The 10th best thing out of the phase four, which I'm still not recommending, don't get me wrong, this is where I would have started any regular countdown. This should be good. This should is be with good. She-Hulk, attorney at law. <laughs> That's my number 10. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really great when a podcast agrees with everything that the other person's saying. Don't worry. Next, no, next one will we'll change things around. So, Well, I, I would say that there's a little bit of a difference here because you're saying I don't recommend She-Hulk, but I do. So you recommend everything from here on out? No, no, not necessarily. Well... Well, you must do, because you're recommending number 10. I guess you're right. Yeah, but, okay. like, I, I... All right, so, look, tell me why you think She-Hulk sucked. She-Hulk, for me, started out pretty well. Ropey CG aside. The the CG no was terrible throughout this show, like... I'm not defending that for Oh, my second. God, it was painfully bad. The whole... From, oh, my God, oh, first episode, hopefully they'll work on that. It seemed to get worse, if anything, and we now know why with their outsourcing to, to 25 different VHF, uh, VFX com- yeah. companies and studios and not giving enough time and making them work under terrible conditions. So, bad you, Marvel. Bad fucking you. The result was a show that, other than that, started really well, kind of fell into sort of what the fuck is this for a couple episodes, and then... Seemed to sort of rally with a bit of Daredevil cameo, and I thought, oh, okay, this that is, was the best part this about is this. Building movie. well again, and then we get the final episode, which I did not like, but I understand that some people really appreciate it because that is she helped the meta-ness of the character and whatever else, and she steps outside the world and is complaining the to comic the, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, complaining to the whatever this program is that's writing it, how shit this is, and it just resets everything. It kind of just leaves all these other plot threads dangling. I'm like, well, that was lazy as fuck. Look, uh, the ending of it, I went, what the fuck was that? So I'm one of those guys who didn't get it. And I understand that the the, co- the comic itself is whatever the way it is, and that's fine. What I believe um, from reports happened is that literally the way we think, like, why did they end it like that? It's because they had not a lot of options, basically. They had to kind of do it that way. I don't know if that was how it was always scripted or there's some variation thereof, right, yeah. but... What I'll tell you I did like about it was, Please. like you said, it started really well. And they, in fact, were not going like, to let her turn into She-Hulk until like, episode four. They then changed that. So there's a lot of on-the-fly stuff that they did that, that sort of and that, that probably to me, equates... It, it feel, you feel that through. It's not a... It's you not do a feel it. You do feel it. Seamless, smooth production. You, you kind of feel those bumps as you're watching this. You're like, whoa, what was that about? Not even... Cl- exactly. So, the, and this is... But, but I'll tell you what I did like about it. One, that... Um, the girl. Tatiana. Jen. Tatiana Maslany, yep, right? Thank you. I initially, I didn't know what the idea was with that casting, but I do after I watch the show. She is sunny and cute as a button, and um, she's not even she's not even classically pretty one way or the other. It's that she's sunny. She's like really, really fun, and when she makes jokes like you know, you know, Captain America fucks and shit like that, right? Mm. That is hilarious, right? And I was like, oh, I like her as a result of that. Okay, so there were some definite piece of shit episodes which you can go, what the fuck were they doing? But as a rule, them winking and nodding to the camera. If they had had better production value, more time, and a tighter story, this would have been like probably one of my the my almost my favorite Marvel TV show. Wow, that's be cool. Did you know the showrunner? Her first three pitches for the show were rejected by Marvel, and they went with her fourth pitch. Really? Really? 
So the and internet so, tells me. That's my research. I looked at the internet just then. That's uh, but like interesting to me. Well, this is actually the production value that let it down. Um, because um, when she, as you said, when she hooked up with Daredevil, that was a great couple of episodes. And then Daredevil himself was different, you know, and that was cool too. Well, and, and you then, heard that story on that too. They've completely scuttled the, was it 30 episode season Daredevil? they had planned for Daredevil? Isn't that amazing? And they've yeah, just they gone just back working. to the drawing board. It's not working. Like that, This is not just a listing ship. This ship has is sinking. It has struck the iceberg and it is going under and... Thankfully, there's enough lifeboats to rescue everyone, but but a lot of people aren't going to be uh, allowed back into the Marvel workshop. I think after when this is all done, if you look at it more broadly, um, if you if you're in a situation where you've shot however many episodes of Daredevil and someone pulls the plug and goes, "This isn't working. Let's start again," that actually makes me feel a bit more. I see you saying glass half full. Sort of. It's like okay, so you guys didn't just fucking lay another log. You realized there was a problem, and you went, "We'll start again." Like Wayne did <laughs> this week, apparently. <laughs> exactly. Huge emotional. So, like I say, um, with She-Hulk: Attorney at Law, if you're on the fence about watching it, and you can somehow watch it with the requisite uh, grains of salt, I don't think it's a not entertaining film show. I think it's actually <laughs> quite film show. It's good. I think it's actually no, it's not good. It's not good. But it's it's the best of the crap. <laughs> oh, no, a good a good eight, number ten essentially is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, it's so my number ten. I think it's it's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, but Don't I still bother. I still think it's worth. Sorry, it. David Powell, you're wrong. You uh, rave about the show. It just perplexes me nonstop. <laughs> All right, what's your number ten, Wayne? Oh, it's not the same, wasn't it? Was was she? That was my number yeah. My number nine. Here we go. Here's where the dissension creeps in. Here is where the old banter begins. My number nine is lucky to be this fucking high as Hawkeye. Hawkeye is great. I don't nope. know what your problem is. Motherfucker, nope. go ahead. It Tell us about your Hawkeye hit. Really, really boring. And, you know, Kate Bishop's introduction. <laughs> all right, sure, whatever. And, you know, Echo is a villain. <laughs> I can't believe we're getting a whole show about her coming in January, I believe. Uh, look, yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. I don't give a rat's badge about that. Okay? I just thought was going this on wasn't there. that fun. I, you know when it got life breathed into it is when, as it, Yelena came into it. I would agree completely. That was I think this when Florence Pugh comes in as obviously Black Widow's sister, and they start bouncing back and forth off each other. The show flared to life, but otherwise, go I'm on, like, gone. Wow, Christmas in New York City. Hawkeye wants to get home. <laughs> Yay! Brilliant, ladies and gentlemen. Brilliant. This is my top-rated Marvel <laughs> show of Phase Four. This is your best, not best. Country Mile too. Like I'm telling Duh. you straight up, I fuck. I know, I know what yours is, motherfucker. But like, I'm just telling you, right? This right here, Hawkeye. Now I said this before on the show, but Hawkeye is like a Shane Black movie. It's set in Christmas. It's action. It's beautiful looking. Okay, Pretty Hawkeye action. himself. Hawkeye himself proves to be in this show. What was great about this, I loved, is that Hawkeye being the only non-powered Avenger. Like you always wonder, oh, how's it all Black going Widow. with him? Oh, that's a true. That's true. But he's a man, so he's weaker. So it's like it's. <laughs> he's got hearing aids because shit blew up in his ear. He's gotten fucked up from all the times he jumped through windows as a man with no powers. All this sort of shit. You can tell it's it's wearing on him. But the best thing about it is, you find out that his actual super in quotes power is that he's like Bullseye from Daredevil, where he can throw and flick shit across a room, and he's got incredible aim. So. So he's Somehow, almost as good as the characters from Now You See Me. Uh, Two. Which, oh, yeah, yeah, with the, with the cards <laughs> and stuff. Well, exactly. But that's the thing, though. In his humanity, this is actually possible. So that's kind of cool. Now, adding to that, the fact that you got, you know, the, the, the girl with the, whatever her name is, um, the... 
Ellie Steinfeld or, or Ellie Steinfeld? Or yeah, whatever Pugh. her character is. Yeah, Ellie Steinfeld, right? Kate that Bishop. she was really, really good in it. I think the fact that they were like Hawkeye's got to get home for his family. I thought that was a really human aspect of this. It's like he's trying to figure this shit out. You've got the oh my god! Going if I on. want to, I just watch fucking plane trains and automobiles. Nah, the fact is he was only hanging around because he had some shit to do, and he's trying to save motherfuckers. That's heroic, son. Don't even worry about it. Uh-huh. So I'm loving me, and and the way it felt, the entire show felt great. Eight stages, it felt a little James Bondy. I love that shit, ladies and gentlemen. I love it. So oh, that all, yeah, all to make sense. Okay, I'd almost my- watch it again. How's that? Well, it's Christmas coming up. Now's the time. If you are so... Redi- oh, of course you will. You'll rewatch that instead of watching other shit for the end of the year shows. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> no, I'm doing both, Crackerachi. <laughs> that whole fucking week off. Well, how, much have you, how many films you watched this last week? I, I watched three, cunt. Oh, wow. Jeez. Not bad yeah. for a bloke who didn't leave home in six days, but okay. I was working too, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> how many episodes of Seinfeld slash Friends did you watch? None. So what? there. Okay. I watched some I other shit. Corrected. But no, but that's it. My number eight, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Also, uh, middling. Oh, wait, I, haven't done, I haven't done my number nine. Oh, shit. Sorry. Ignore me. That's Back okay. Away. My number nine was what if. Oh, it's very high. It's so yeah, high. Yeah, here's the thing though, right? Now, the what if. What if okay, Wayne right. was wrong? <laughs> <laughs> what if Paul finished the cunt? Um, <laughs> all right. So what if, first of all. Big ups for its animation style. I love that CGI animation, and there was a lot of great stuff to love in here, particularly the the, the Captain America is a bitch storyline. What's her name? Peggy Captain Carter. Peggy Carter, yeah. Right? Those, they were great. Like her taking out motherfucking trucks and shit by kicking them and stuff. That was cool. Then the only thing that was like sort of a stutter step with this <laughs> is that the Doctor Strange episode was well, kind sucked. of a fucking, that was fucking weird, but it was very dark. But there was another oh, one about when Thor just went partying in fucking Vegas. That was terrible too. Yeah, I'll take that over the Doctor Strange took a shit and then the world ended kind of thing. But all right. Even the zombies, they fumbled the zombies episode. If you don't screw now, up No, that's zombies. your shit. I was never going to like that <laughs> shit. That was your jam, all right? But for the rest of it, the idea and the exploration of alternate versions of the MCU. I, I love that the idea. Po- I, f- I fangirled out at it. I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. I thought it was more than a curious experiment. It's the idea of now, what does it look like? And now that so you've got... You know, other movies where they explore different other fucking multiverses and stuff. I just thought it was really beautiful to watch. And I'll, I've watched... I've watched the, my favorite one was the T'Challa is Star-Lord one. That was like probably yeah. the best one. Because right. Thanos literally turns up in it. And he's like, what's up? And he's just chilling and drinking with oh, everyone. Oh, they're friends, like, what aren't the they? What the fuck is this? Wasn't he yeah, part of the friends. crew? Yeah. He was part of the crew. And that, like, it's a, like, that is a really cool stuff to explore, I think. So, yeah. Like, me some What If. That's my number nine. Yeah, I like the idea way more than I liked the execution. So... <laughs> Like I said, never even finished it. And I think it all sort of wove together towards the end and the watcher got involved. Yeah, that, that's not the other supposed thing. To. Towards the end, the, the Jeffrey D, what's his name, whatever guy, he, he um, the watcher actually became into it. And then like fucking Doctor Strange comes out in between and visits him. So it's like, oh shit, it actually worked out pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, which, yeah, anyway, if you'd watched it all, you'd see. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Shang-Chi. I expect this to be high on list, Wayne. Far higher, my friend. Far higher. Far higher. That um, perplexes me. Can we stop casting Aquafina to be funny and shit? Can we just please? Yeah, yeah. I, I realize that's your problem with this. It's one of my many problems with that. this. I think the th- opening half of this movie is so good. Hello? That action scene on the bus, the action scene on the scaffolding. I'm like, ooh, hang on, Marvel hasn't lost it. Here we go, and then we get back into the usual bullshit about the end of the world and CGI crap fest and stupid fucking fights. And people bouncing around like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And I was like, ugh, 
Oh, and, and then stupid plot machinations where you can't find the door to this realm except when it's really you really need the plot to, them to find the door really fast if they're the bad guys. Otherwise, we don't get a final battle. I'm just like, you suck, film. You fucking suck. I understand. I don't think you're alone, particularly with that with that view. Um, a lot of people think this was a first half hour fucking smash fest. And I'd say more. 45, 45, 50 minutes was really great. Yeah, I liked it too. I'll tell you what. I, my, my view of Shang-Chi was that, first of all, the idea that what was really cool was that it seemed like Marvel were doing its own versions of classic genres. So, for example, Thor, Love, and Thunder was not Thunder Thunder, the first one, Ragnarok. That was like their first like fa- fantasy comedy or comedy, I guess you could say, right? Like it was a flat out comedy. Now in Shang Chi, they're going, oh, this is our version of a martial arts film, and it was fucking glorious because that opening bits with like. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Finger fucking style shit with motherfucking, like, you know, the slow-mo wire work and stuff. I'm like, this is fucking beautiful. And Donnie, not Donnie Yen, who's the fucking, uh, who's the father? What's his name? Tony, uh, Tony. Tony Lung. Tony yep, Lung. Yep. He was fantastic in this. This is the guy who can act just with his eyes. Fantastic, okay? And so all of the f- spectacle, I actually thought Simu Liu was not necessarily the the perfect choice to be Shang Chi, no. but but he did all right. Yes, Okafina, Let's just put that aside. Um, and Please. but the the fact that he's living in you know like he's he's working as a valet and he's still a superhero and he's still gangster and this and that. All of that stuff I loved. Now the thing that got us at the end with the dragons and the fucking CGI thing. That was the only thing that was a problem. This okay, I guess it's a Marvel film. I guess it has to end with all of this shit happening. And I guess it has to be like a, a fantastical thing. I still think if you didn't do that at the end of a Shang-Chi or this film, you would have been left flat. You wanted to see something and whatever, you know? Whether you agree with it or not, I see why they did that. But this was the last time we were going, okay, well, if they had come up with something slightly different yet equally as impressive for the end, this would have been a fucking great film. But I, as it was, I still really liked it. I wish, I, I wish they'd come up with a sequel because... They're trying to do this thing where the rings mean something and the Hulk was there at the end and what the fuck does that mean? And Ugh. I don't know, but I'd love to see it. So, yeah, I All love right. that, Shang-Chi. I Obviously, we'll bigger than... see how high it goes in your list. All right, what's your eight? My number eight is Black Widow. Yeah, I've got that higher. Have you? Yeah, okay, good, good. Okay, now here it is, right? Black Widow, when it came out, you're always going to have this problem. Natasha Romanoff, we know how she buys the farm, so she's obviously... This should have been out before she days. died, 100% agree. 1,000%. Now... Uh, I believe the show has been unnecessarily mistreated because the hate that people gave it had a lot to do with, like, you know, ScarJo fucking trying to sue the studio and everyone's like, mm, you uppity bitch. Oh, yada, did yada, they right? hate it? Did, did they, that, that came out kind of after it was released because they released it straight to the streaming platform. But maybe there is a, a, an element of backlash to it for that reason. But I think you've nailed the, the real issue with this and that is people knew. So what's the point? They didn't need to see this film. Yes, it sets up some elements that we see in later things like Falcon and the Winter shit with Julia, Louis, Louis Dreyfus and yeah. Wyatt Russell and all the rest of that shit. But I think this is a genuinely decent film. That's what it is. It's nothing groundbreaking. Yep. It is literally a great spy thriller and it touches upon the deep aspects of the, you know, the uh, corruption and weak mental health and fragile family bonds and all those sorts of things. I can tell you, I didn't really care for the David, for the, for the David Harbour and and Rachel Vice. No, the, the that that I'm like that was fine. The real star of this, the best thing about this show was fucking um, her sister. What's her name? Yeah, Florence Pugh playing Yelena. Florence Pugh. She was. Uh, she's like when a she's taking the piss. Machine. When she's taking the piss and she lands. Taking like, the piss. This is ridiculous. I feel so stupid. You know that was awesome. Yes, like the the, the superhero landing. Yeah. She goes like that. I'm like, see, that's hilarious. And you know what? The way it ends with them 
falling from a plane and basically that without a parachute cool. jump. Yep. That was cool. So it's all I kind of asked for for a show like this. I didn't expect it to be groundbreaking. No, and it you. wasn't, but it was entertaining as hell. And so I took, I'm down. We took our daughter and I, she enjoyed the film too. That probably helped my, right? my version or slash reaction to it too. So yeah, I, I agree. Nothing groundbreaking, nothing amazing, but it's higher on my list because I think this whole phase is a stinkier than you do. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you're, who My number seven, you? number here's seven? where yeah. I had Eternals this high. Fucking hell. I like it better than Shang-Chi. Oh. I certainly like it better than Hawk Smack shit. And I like it better than... <laughs> Sh- <laughs> I like it better than She-Hulk. Working title. Uh, now, fair enough. Um, yeah, I remember you like this one better. Yeah. And Look, it's um, artistically a, a bigger triumph than most of these things. I will give you that. I just didn't care. Yeah, fair enough. Fair so, enough. There you go. Uh, well, my number seven, Bora... Is Ms. Marvel. That's where I put it. Wow. Okay, okay good. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Yeah, I, okay, please. Maybe a little bit of, little bit of, bit of transference here, but I agree with you that the, if you look at the show, the first few episodes, the production value is incredible. Like when someone gets a text and they're just walking along a street, the text actually appears in the street. You said, like on. You said few episodes. Honestly, I think it's the first episode. The first episode's budget Maybe it's is out of this fucking world. And that first episode is so awesome. I was like, oh my God. Who's been snoozing on this show? It's so well directed. There's so many amazing shots. Angles canting, camera moving in ways you don't expect. It's it was so a beautiful well looking together. show. Exactly. Then it fell off a cliff and just became made for TV normal shit. So, yeah. And that's what that is the thing, isn't it? If they had kept that up, it would have been it would have been better than fucking Hawkeye for me. Uh, because it in terms of like what it dealt with, I was also um, I happened to have been dating a Middle Eastern girl by the time when I was watching this, and to actually see all of the stuff that they were like the, the I guess temple whatever that they turn up with, and I actually got to ask her I'm like, is that what you do? You wash one hand before you walk in? She goes, yeah, yeah, you got to do this, you do this, you got to put your shoes away. Sometimes you do get people stealing your fucking shoes. Yep. I'm like, what? Yep. So all of that shit was really cool. Um, but then in terms of the actual show itself. Yeah, they reveal her to sort of be a mutant. They play a bit of that mutant background music in the end there. And I ultimately thought that it was, in terms of for pure charm, it was actually really high up there. And I even like the parents in this show, which is amazing. So um, <laughs> We were, yeah, we were actually, watching this as a family, and I watched the first three, I think, three episodes with family. And then I went overseas, and they finished it without me. So, mm. you know, woe is Paul. I just never got back around to it. I didn't get, not get back around to it because I disliked it. I just thought it was, again, first episode, brilliant. Next subsequent episodes, eh. and I did hear a lot of reviews saying that when she goes to Pakistan, I think, it kind of got pretty crappy for an episode or so, and then ends okay. So I wasn't inflamed with desire to see the end of this particular show. I agree, and I could see why that would be the case, but um, I will tell you this. I think the girl is underrated. Yeah, I she's, think she's she was so good at the marbles, as we talked about. Very, like, she's actually sort of... Again, she's pure charm as well. Like this sort of like fun. You, see, you think she's having a good time. It feels like it. So that's great. So that's my jam. So yeah, Ms. Marvel, my number seven. Nice. My number six is the first mention of this. So I don't reckon be too far away in your list, Wayne. It's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Slightly low. Slightly low. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Again, um, I don't think this is a great film. It's not as good as I hoped it would be. I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. That's why I thought you'd love this. I and I, you know, I really wanted to. I really wanted to, and I really wanted. This is as close as well. No, actually, it was close as we get to a horror film. Is coming up on my list. This is as close as we'll get to a mainstream big release. I think for a Marvel horror film. Like I understand now. Apparently, they're going back to the drawing board with Blade, and they are going to make it R rated. So maybe I'm wrong on that, and I hope I am. But this was the last one that made good bank, yeah. Or no, Guardians. Guardians three did. Guardians. Phase, that's Phase five, yeah. of course. 
Yeah. But I think this one did really well. This did quite well, from my understanding. And problem one of the many problems with this is you had to have watched One Division to understand a lick of what was going on here. What why is Scarlet Witch bad? Not that I'm marking it down for that, because I had watched One Division, but I can imagine you'd be floundering if the last time you saw Scarlet Witch was in Endgame and then suddenly she's trying to destroy everyone and everything here in the multiverse of madness. Here's the thing. The WandaVision ended with her kind of being good because she defeated the Coven Chick and yada, yada, yada. Eh, so she then went when to you... pseudo-exile and yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But like, I think what was good about this movie is that you, when he comes to her and she's in that field planting mm-hmm. cherry blossoms or some shit, I was caught off guard because he's like, well, help me do this, this. And, all the, and almost immediately, he says, actually, fuck you because I'm bad. <laughs> when everything changes, yeah. right? So I was like, oh, that's a bit of a turn. And so I actually quite liked her as Scarlet Witch in this because she was so dangerous. And it came down to it. And now the things that and the, and the, the 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 swings that this one takes with the with the Rex Reed and the motherfucking yeah, Captain, you know, I thought that was interesting. That was good. I mean, it's fan it it's very fan servicey, right? Because people have been crying out for Krasinski to be Doctor. But I was like, woo, when it happened, I was like, look at that shit, you know. Whereas I, I, like, I didn't I really care, nor know that that was a thing until after I saw the film. But I thought the weakness of this concept and how they delivered on the multiverse was really emphasised when we saw a much better multiverse film either soon thereafter or just before this with everything everywhere all at once like that's that's a film which plays much better with the idea of a multiverse than what we see here which is whoa fantastic for fan casting and one arcing shot of of Doctor Strange flashing through all these different dimensions like where he's painting shit like that like whoa that was cool it was cool but I'm saying we didn't see enough of it like if don't call a film multiverse of madness when we barely get any multiverse nor much madness so that was a bit shit. Yeah, come and, on. And I have to say, mad. I'm sorry, Sam Raimi's shtick, which is, you know, you know, custard pie fucking... Like, it just doesn't work for me in this movie, and I don't think it's right for the oh MCU. Oh, my God. Well, did you not think that... Because the thing <laughs> it I sounds like I'm shitting on it. It's my number six. That shows you how shit phase four is. <laughs> this is way higher on my list, by the way. Wow. Um, this, okay, that's, that yeah. surprises me. No, well, the thing about it that I liked was that... Well, Sam Raimi is basically making a Book of the Dead type movie here. That's what I'm saying. I, just, but it's it's weak-willed and, and lackluster. And yeah, someone gets cut in half or whatever the fuck happens to one of the... But it was like a horror form. movie, right? This is like, this is like a horror movie. It's, cl- like said, it's probably as close as it gets, but it's... Again, you're talking to a horror film fan. Horror exactly. Fan, but, it's lame but AF once, if that's what you're trying yeah, to do. Yeah, but it's PG, right? It's PG, yeah, so yeah, come on. They're you all know? PG. But like, I, I was thinking that, like, again... Marvel's doing its version of a genre film, in this case, horror, and I found it to be, because I'm a bitch and don't like horror much, yep. that this was a oh, more like, palatable version of it. Yep. So, you know, I love that shit. But yeah, I liked that show a lot. And I love the first one as well, so there's a bit of transference going on. Yeah, the first so. one's great. Don't, don't get me wrong. All right, cool. What's your number six? My number six is... <laughs> Loki. You're going to be pissed about so this. Low. <laughs> <laughs> so low. So Key. Uh, well done. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Angry at myself. All right. <laughs> We're all angry, Paul. Um, let me put it this way. Now, you're going to have a much more in-depth like the, like a thing about this than me, so fair enough. I'll tell you this. Loki season one was good because I liked watching Owen Wilson and Loki talking shit together. Wow. The concept was, in- wow. was interesting. The whole TVA thing and the styling of it being like in the 70s, I like that shit. Brown. And yep. it's brown and Drones, it has looking, yep. but it's like low tech and shit. I love that shit. And and for all of those reasons, great. I will just tell you that the next one, like the one that just finished, Which I haven't seen yet. Two, I need to watch. Yep. Oh, okay. I found that to be quite average. Ooh. But 
That's all I'll tell you. So, um, well, and now you're I know at least one person in the Facebook community who links in the show notes. If you want to get involved in the show for feedback on the topics of your hand, said that it's looking like it's going to be the best thing in Phase 5 as well. So, maybe you've yeah. got a different look, opinion. Um, yeah, look, I mean, it's... I just found it very complex for what it was trying to... Anyway, we won't go into okay. it. This yeah, one... Keep it a season, Loki, season the first one, one. That's what all the Phase 4 represents, yep. Yeah, I will admit that this is probably the second best one for in terms of the TV shows of Marvel that I like. Obviously, it's your first, but yeah, I uh, it's it's all the 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 Owen Wilson the talky 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 uh, all of those things were just like fun to watch. Yeah, so, Wilson stuff. Uh, that's good. as much as I can get for you. And also the the Kang thing at the end with yes. the look, with the you know that was great. And it's kind of I I thought Jonathan Majors in that scene was awesome, playing just this normal human kind of not really but kind of guy. And it's a shame things have gone the way they have. Here's where I think, for me, why this became so important, this show, or so different than everything else in Phase 4. It had stakes. So suddenly, for the first time, arguably in the entirety of this phase, we see the groundwork being laid for what's to come. So I get that Phase 1, 2, building to Phase 3, it might just have been an after-credit sequence showing hints at Thanos and whatever else. But here mm. was a show that gave us a whole final episode which meant something. Ah, oh, now I see the vision for where they're headed. And that was subsequently yeah. borne out in their announcement of their releases. Now, we know that's a little bit under jeopardy with everything that's going on in the real world. But at the time, like, thankfully, yes, some stakes, something matters. Because otherwise, it just felt like everything was so throwaway and... and why are we bothering to interconnect everything if it doesn't have meaning to the other stuff? So I almost go the opposite direction to what people are crying out for. Just do its own thing. Well, sure, if you want to do that, do that. I'm not adverse to it, a la the Batman, Robert Pattinson, the Batman in the DC. Elseworlds, yep. But if you are planning to connect everything, then make it fucking properly connected. Make it matter. Yeah. And Loki I would did be that. Very, yeah, yeah, I agree. And I would be very interested in what you think of the season two after yeah, you see I will it, get to in, it. In, with regard to that. And I want to get to it before we do another. our best and worst episodes of TV this year. So that's yeah, my yeah, plan. Definitely, definitely. All right, so, yeah, it's way yeah, higher on my list. I really loved Loki, like not just because it had stakes. I thought it was well put together. I thought the production design was excellent. I think performances all around from Hilson and Wilson and... Gugu Magatha Raw. I'm not even looking at these names. Just uh, we're Excellent. all, all uh, very, very, very good. Well. So, yeah, hats off to Loki season one. Very, very good stuff. All right, that's uh, that was your six. I was my number five is Black Widow. Here's where I had it. Mm-hmm. One of the better Marvel films. That's where you had it. One of the better f- films for you. Neither of us have mentioned my number four. I have to imagine it has to be here as well for you somewhere. If not three, then four. Wakanda Forever. Yeah, my my number four is Hawkeye. <laughs> Okay, so you have so, okay, yeah. so, uh, so Wakanda Forever is number three for me. Tell me about Wakanda Forever, Paul. How did you feel about it? Obviously, you liked it enough. I did like it, but probably here, when we get to Black Widow, this is when I recommend. This is when it's worth watching. Everything, including Doctor Strange for me and the Multiverse of Madness. You can skip it. Who cares? I, whatever. I don't think they were that good at films. You can just go read a page online that summarizes if you want to keep up with the machinations moving forward in, in the MCU. Black Widow, I thought, was... I've only watched it once. I've only seen Wakanda Forever once. In fact, the only thing on this list that I've seen more than once is my number two, which we'll get to momentarily. Mm-hmm. But Wakanda Forever, I think, is as good a superhero version of grieving as you're going to see. Uh, 
absolutely. I don't think it was that great a film. I don't think it was that amazing experience. But in terms of what it made me feel, mm-hmm. I would agree completely. Really struck a chord for me, and I, I understand that may not be for everyone, and maybe it didn't strike you at that level. And I'm not having a go if that therefore you don't like this movie or think it's way lower down this list. But for mine to make me feel like oh, even the whole Marvel thing at the start, where it's just Chadwick Boseman's. You know, I was images very, very affected by it. And the funeral sequence was amazing, and the sort of African cultural, well, different African cultural traditions was incredible. Mm. And after that, it was kind of like, yeah, look, the film's fine, it, but yeah. it, it's all about dealing with the loss of not just Black Panther, but Chadwick Boseman. And I thought that was really powerful, bro. the The thing that this sh- uh, movie did, which was amazing, was the it actually handled a pivot and the thing they had to do in such a successfully kind of heartfelt way that I'm actually almost cheering the achievement of what they did with the film rather the film than the film itself. By that I mean, like when I saw the trailer for Wakanda Forever with that really sort of somber, with the slow-mo dancing of the, you know, in the... Mm-hmm. In the I was like, fuck, that looks amazing. And remember, this is that like... Is visually they had already impressive. written... Yeah, and they had written Black Panther 2, to be an actual another Black Panther yep. film, right? And of course they lost him. So they're like, shit, how do we pivot and do this whole thing in a way that is one, respectful to that character, to two, moves the story along, three, you know, makes it interesting and so on and so on. Now, the them doing that with like giving such homage to Chadwick Boseman and everything was handled really note perfectly, I thought. What happened after that was in there introducing Iron, the Iron Man, Woman, Girl. Yeah, and all that. that was... That kind of right, sucked. That was less good. Right. And even the Atlanteans or whatever the hell they're called, I can't remember in this movie. That, yeah, that was shit. I, well, not shit, but it wasn't that great. Was and I it don't care for it. average, exceedingly average. And that's why the film's not great. Yeah, and I was like, mm, okay, all of that's kind of whatever. The thing that was good was the was the Shuri becoming Black Panther thing and the way they handled it. And at the end you see his son and then it becomes this and that means something. And you know what I mean? Like it's Letitia Wright and Angela Bassett and all these people are, still, are yep. shining in their roles again. And absolutely. Angela Bassett in particular. Yes, but it was a really impactful movie when you aggregate everything that happened. Yes, it had problems. Yes, there's some characters I don't care to ever watch see again. But it was this overall achievement that absolutely needed to be made and it fit there and it did it well. And that can, we can now move on from that because this was handled yep. so well. Agreed. So, Agreed. Yeah. It's kind of like the, uh, the funeral, the last rites of Chadwick Boseman and Black Panther in a way. They're on screen for you that first 45 minutes, 50 minutes of this film. And I, that's about as powerful and as respectful a homage slash celebration of him that you could hope for. Out of, and can uh, you imagine just like just anything. for a moment that tragedy where you're Chad McGrosson, right? You do this movie, which is one of the biggest he movies was already, in the world. He was already very sick when he did the first one, apparently. So Isn't that amazing? And yeah. he's and he's lionized by his whole community, by the world. by the, And then you find out this thing is happening to you. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, it's awful. Could there be any worse timing in the world? And he's had to deal with it fuck the whole cancer. time. So. Yeah. Terrible. It's fucked up. All right. So, anyway. so that was my four. What's yours? Uh, that my number four was Hawkeye, and That's my number right. three was Wakanda Forever. My so number three is the three. one you haven't seen, Wayne, so you can't comment. I'll keep it brief. Werewolf by Night. Tell me all about Werewolf it, please. Werewolf by Night is it. the biggest swing Marvel has had at a horror thing. It's like an hour long, it? fifty-five minutes ish, and it's directed by Michael Giacchino, who does a lot of music in the various Marvel yeah, things and, so I and Lost this. And, the, and the rest of it. And it's very much a homage to sort of fifties horror. It's black and white, at least in the original presentation. Though my understanding is now you can watch it in color on Disney Plus if you so desire. And yeah, it follows a whole bunch of monster hunters coming to a particular place after the death of their leader and they're meant to hunt something that will 
we'll get to a, a, a relic that will bring him face to face with this monster, this this particular creature, and then one of them is not whom or what they appear to be. I'll just, that's all I'll say. It's so, um, fun. Right. It's fun. There's gore, but it's all in black and white, so it's very hard to sort of, you know, it's kind of like Tarantino learned in, yeah. in Kill Bill. If it goes Kill to black Bill, and white, yeah. you get away with a lot, lot more. It's not so gory as to be disgusting or anything along those lines, but it's certainly more than what you'd expect from an MCU, so that, that was fun. It's short. In the world of the MCU, as far as I'm concerned, that itself is worth an extra half a star immediately because <laughs> there is enough time. You don't need any more than what you get here. It plays out very, very satisfyingly, and I had fun. And it was over in one very quick sitting. Yeah, more of this, please, Marvel. Without spoiling it, Paul, can you tell me if it does, in fact, fit into the MCU? I mean, not really. Can, not really, right? So there's, totally no, skip, there's no reference totally to anything. You can totally skip this in, uh, from memory. Anyway, so it's just, just a feature. It's just like a thing. Was it January, February this came out? I can't remember. It was a long time ago I watched this, so I can't. I've only watched it the once. So, so yeah. why even is it an MCU pop property? Like what is oh, it it's characters. There's, there's the real MCU. characters for the MCU, just not, not what we've seen on screen. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they're, All right. They're, okay, it's not cool. like they're making no, stuff I've, up. Yeah. Uh, it is a hole in in, uh, in my viewing kind well of worth it. It's 55 minutes long, man. You can knock it out tonight and still have time to wank. It's fine. <laughs> Ironically, what I also call knocking it out. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> uh, good one. All right, that was your number three, wasn't oh, it? So, we're up Brilliant. to twos, is that right? Yeah, we're up to twos. Give me, your, give me your two. So, all right. There's only one, I, I believe, that neither of us have mentioned yet, and this is it. So, whether it's your one or two, it's Spider-Man colon No Way Home. That's your number two? Yeah, it is. Wow, that's my number one. That's your number one. All right. This could be interchangeable for me. Loki's my number one. And I just went. With ah, okay. The, I just okay, went with okay. the one that had bigger implications slash consequences for the MCU, which is why I really valued it. And because it was so much better than the next film on my list. Whereas Spider-Man: No Way Home is wonderful fan service and has some incredible moments. And it's the only thing I've seen twice on this list. Took the family to see it this? the second time, and it was so much fun. I don't know how much cool. consequence it has. I mean, I guess Spider-Man's changed forever by the events in this film, and we'll hopefully get to see how that plays out. But Jesus was good fun, and it was such a throwback and such a love letter to Spider-Man and the various But in the best iterations. possible way, yeah. wouldn't you say? Because you could easily fuck this up, Paul, right? Yeah. But the, the good thing that was... The, what was great about this is, one, I made sure that I was the first asshole in line to see it, right? Because I didn't want to be spoiled. At, the, at that stage, we didn't... We, we thought, we but we suspected, suspected, but we didn't know the other two would be in it, right? And so, when uh, Toby first comes up on screen, the entire cinema... Woo! And I'm like, oh, I haven't had that in a while. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then moments later, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, another big cheer. And as if that wasn't enough, the whole idea that these guys are like, oh, oh my God, here's someone like me, literally me in a different universe. Only you could possibly understand what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And, and then they become this triumvirate of sort of buddies, right? And even Andrew Garfield saying, you know, oh, we got to call each other number one, two, or number three. And then Andrew Garfield's like, number three. Oh, he does, you know, the thing with his fingers. <laughs> and everyone's like, ah, because he goes, he knows I'm the shit of Spider-Man. Yeah. But it's okay. And I think that in terms of writing and creating and making this work, and also, because if you're Tom Holland, you're like, we're bringing the other two Spider-Men in here. I don't want to be upstaged. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to handle. I mean, I, I don't know Tom Holland from, from any other Hollywood actor. My sense of him is... He's very grounded. He seems very humble and he's such a likable dude. And that comes across in his Spider-Man, who to my mind, I'm sorry, classicists, I'm sorry, Tobey Maguire lovers, but absolutely Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man that's ever been 
on the big well, screen. Well, Tobey Maguire, or he looked 35 when he was doing yeah, Spider-Man nope. in high school. So, you know I mean? Like this, and Andrew Garfield was probably too sexy, I thought, to be to be Peter Parker. Yeah. So this guy here is exactly the, seemingly the right age. Yeah, even though he's yeah, and it's not like Tom Holland's slouch. No, he's, he's picked up Zendaya, so he's obviously doing pretty well for himself. Uh, when you're Spider-Man, you can fuck anyone, Paul. I know that for a fact. So <laughs> don't even wait, worry wait. about it. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, if you're the biggest Hollywood star for a short oh, moment, wait, you can thought, fuck anyone you want, my friend. I you mean you just don your Spider-Man costume and go swinging down the streets. <laughs> oh, look, it's not easy to look good in that outfit. You really <laughs> haven't got a lot of fucking room for you to be fat. But like, <laughs> but yeah, if you're like, if you're the Marvel good guy, you can write your own poontang ticket if you know what I'm saying. Look, I'm sure. So <laughs> I'm sure that there's no problems in that regard for anyone who's a Marvelite in terms of being taken under their wing. But yeah, I don't. It doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's going to pitch a fit because we're going to bring back the other Spider-Man for the next Spider-Man movie. I reckon he would have gone, know these that's actors, fucking Paulie. cool, man. Yeah, do it. So. Yeah, but then you sit there going, how many of these fucking pages am I in? <laughs> and yes, there you are. Maybe so, the agents do right. that shit for him. I don't know. No, yeah, I really, really enjoy this movie. It's great fun. We'll one day watch it again. Can't say that about much out of phase four. Nice one. And of course, Loki is your number one. That is correct. So what do you got for your number two? My number two was Doctor Strange, y'all. Wow, that is so high. Yeah, it's it. I I I had a great time in that movie, and in fact, it's probably my second favorite memory of Phase Four, which is not saying much. But um, <laughs> that's, that's fair. I, you know, that again, way. when I saw it, it was an, it was it was still the we we expected a lot from Marvel, and I frankly didn't didn't disappoint me. So I'm like, eh, what are you gonna do? So um, yes, what's um what's the next Phase Five film to be re- or show to be released, Paul? Do you know? Echo, I think. Echo, fuck off. Who gives a shit? All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about movies? Is it something? Is it? Is it Captain? Is it Captain America or some shit? The next movie, which is this, is hard to believe given it's Marvel. Not till July twenty sixth, two thousand twenty four, North American time. Deadpool three is the next one to come out, and so it looks wait, like Captain it's America. The, it's new the world only world? film. Yeah, that's not till Brave New World. Is not until February oh. two thousand and twenty five. So. There's only Shit. one Marvel film next year. Now, whether that's due to the rise and actor strikes or whatever else, or it's just Marvel resetting, I guess uh, we'll find out ultimately. This is DC's time to shine, although nothing's coming up for them either. Yeah, so, I don't um, think much coming out from them in 2024 either. All this right, is wait. indie movie's time to shine. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's, everything else is time to shine. Do we yeah. want to run through our list? Just read them off them. 15 or yeah, 16 just, in your case. You start yours real quick. Just right, them up. 15. Falcon. This is for Troy Spinner only in case we'll, we'll do a vote for my this. Man, my man. Number 15. Thank you so much, Troy. Falcon Winter Soldier. 14. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. 13. WandaVision. 12. Thor. Love and Chunder. 11. Moon Knight. <laughs> 10. She-Hulk Attorney at Law. 9. Hawk. I. 8. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Whatever Fuck. Number seven, Eternals. <laughs> Number six, Doctor Strange. It's really hot in here. Really hot. <laughs> Paul's like, get me the fuck out of here. In the Multiverse of Madness. Five, Black Widow. Four, Wakanda Forever. Three, Werewolf by Night. Two, Spider-Man, Colin, No Way Home. Number one, Loki, Season One. Cool. For me, 16, Thor, Love and Thunder. 15, Eternals. 14, Guardians. 13, Moonlight. 12, Falcon and Winter Snatch. 11, WandaVision, 10, She-Hulk, 9, What If, 8, Black Widow, 7, Ms. Marvel, 6, Loki, 5, Shang-Chi, 4, Hawkeye, 3, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, 2, Doctor Strange, and number 1 was Spider-Flaps. All right. There we go. So I think the, by default, favorite of the Countdown podcast then would be Spider-Man No Way Home. And the worst yeah. would be Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Can't remember how high I yeah, well, Seems Falcon like the, the Winter, worst. Winter yeah. Soldier. There we are. That's our... 
choices. What about your feedback at the topic at hand? We wrap up every episode of the countdown in a segment that we call, with your feedback, by the way, that we call the Pop 10. Talk about Pop 10. Talk about Pop 10. Kick it off with the aforementioned Troy Spinner, who puts those lists together every week. Thank you so much, Troy. Best, My Mookie, man. looking to be the best thing in Phase 5. Also, he was the man I was referencing earlier. Worst. Okay, I just stole this from Troy. I didn't even realize. Obviously, I read this before. Thor, colon, love and chunder by a million miles. <laughs> there you go. And he said, congrats on 450 boys. Thanks for the years of top shelf entertainment. You are welcome, Troy. Jesse Dixon Thank said, you, best, Miss Marvel, forget Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Kate Bishop, Cassie Lang, Miss Marvel slash Iman Vellani needs to be the face of the MCU from now on. Best cast character since RDJ as Tony Stark. Woo. Worst, mm, what if? Wow. Two of, out of nine decent episodes, but who cares? Not. This sucked and I'm not even watching season two. I hear you loud and clear, Jesse. Loud and clear. I'm watching that season right in the ass. <laughs> All right. Here you go. Timothy Williams <laughs> said, I honestly can't put on anything other than Loki, which was just okay for me on the best list. So another phase four discreditor. The aforementioned Joey DiCarlo from the So Is It podcast and the great show. Do check them out. Said, best three, Shang-Chi, two, Spider-Man, colon, No Way Home, number one. WandaVision, wow. His worst... Yeah, a lot of people love WandaVision. Yeah, let me tell his you. worst, Thor, Love and Thunder, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and Eternals, as Joey calls it. <laughs> I like that. Stephen Croon had best, WandaVision, Werewolf by Night, and Spider-Man, Colin, No Way Home. Worst, Eternals by Country Mile, then Thor, Love and Thunder. I think we're starting to see a bit of a pattern mm. here. David Power, one of the, the co-hosts of the We Watch The Thing podcast, said... Uh, worst is tough with two exceptions the entire cinematic output of phase 4 sucked donkey sack but the worst mm. was Falcon Winter Soldier just a hot mess on every level production issues galore plus a terrible premiere premise sorry Black, and then Black Panther Forever was his other worst Ooh, mm. damn and Multiverse <laughs> of Madness also earned David's hatred but uh, best werewolf by night Hawkeye She-Hulk and WandaVision so he loves the TV shows does <laughs> David Jason Barr said, Werewolf by Night was a great sleeper hit and Loki has been a great series overall. Worse, Falcon is a soldier and Eternals felt like big opportunities at the time, which sucked balls. Mm. The other co-host, B. Dizzle, of the We Watch The Thing podcast, said, Best She-Hulk Easy. Wow. Is tough. So much to choose from. Has to be either Multiverse of Madness or Black Panther, Colin, Wakanda Forever or Thor, Colin, Love and Thunder. It's all shit. <laughs> Yeah, wow, wow. Damn, okay. damn. Hot takes, hot takes, hot takes hot are plenty. Takes. In our 450th episode, Smiley Samani, mate to the show, said his best was Loki season one. Everything the MCU needs to be. Clever, engaging, with great acting. Number two, Moon Knight. Number three, Hawk... Oh, sorry, I've gone the wrong way because he's gone one, two, one. I don't know. Smiley, fucking work your shit out. Number one, Hawkeye. <laughs> excellent series to do with PTSD, grief, what it means to be a hero. Worse, Eternal, such a dumpster fire. Thor, Love and Thunder with T.T. Hempworth, lost sight of the character. I think that's a really good point. Well said. And Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness should have been an R-rated horror movie. The movie that really confirms that Disney had, bean counters had taken control. <laughs> Aiden Parker said, best werewolf by night, purely because they just need some, it just needs some damn more love. And worse, I'm going to throw Eternals out there because I haven't seen it. Okay, then that doesn't count. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the worst. It's not. It's really not. Uh, John yeah. Land, a patron of the show, said, what if best... Liked having different genres represented, including Agent Carter and the sheer creativity of it. Number two, Werewolf okay. by Night. Uh, mostly horror movies in Marvel. I know it's Disney, but man, if it were a true art, it might be my number one. And his number one, Loki. I like the retro look and the friendship between Loki and Sylvie. Loki and Mobius, all the variants. Worst Thor, Love and Thunder, such premise. 
promise, sorry, and fell so flat. I mean, the Eternals was bad, really bad, but I'm not sure it had a chance and was such a waste of talent. Mm. Last couple to wrap it up. Julio for the Contrarians. Great show, do check them out. Said, worst, no, you can't have Secret Invasion, Julio, that's Phase 5. Falcon Winter Soldier and Yawn Window. Sorry, Black Widow. Damn. <laughs> best, She-Hulk, Damn. No Way Home, and again, Guardians 3, Phase 5. Jonathan Kidd said, best, I guess, Hawkeye. It was at least tolerable. Worst, The Eternals. Three of us saw it. I'm the only one who stayed to finish it. I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, oh, Stu for the Stuart Order podcast said, best, She-Hulk, No Way Home, and Shang-Chi was his favorite. Worst, there Moon Knight. Go. Three times was Stu's worst. So there you go. Wow. Yeah, Moonlight sucks balls. Wow. There we are. So generally speaking, it sounds like people weren't that impressed with Phase 4. And neither were we, although Wayne is more of a defender and probably always will be for the superhero genre. I, I think that's fair. All right, Wayne. How do the good folk get in touch with us or give us a feedback on everything countdown as we move into our 10th, 50th episode arc? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Did I mention it's really hot? <laughs> yeah, as Paul sweats his vagina off, I'll make it quick. Google the Countdown Podcast, find all of our socials. Said. No, wait. <laughs> she said to her. See, he's gone delirious. Send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com or visit our website, thecountdownpodcast.com. Yeah, look, I think you said everything that matters. The Countdown PC yeah, on, on X. <laughs> uh, Podbean, follow us, like us, do all that shit. No one listens to me anyway. Give us a review. That'll be nice too. No one does that either. So, because we've been around for too long way. What's happening for 4.51? Have we decided yet? I don't know, cunt. (laughs) Um, Let's have a look. (laughs) Let's just see if we have decided. I think, I feel like we have. I felt like we mapped it out for a few weeks. This is like really good for us to be that far ahead. Yeah, it's not bad. We actually were doing a little bit of work last week. Mm. Uh, Let's see here. It is... The topic is called the top 10 films you couldn't make today. Oh, yes. That came from my brother and I think my brother's brother-in-law that they put it together for us. So, thank you to Adam and Luke (laughs) for that. Uh, Yes, that should be fun. And we're going to have to be very careful how we speak around that topic, Wayne. Just going to let you know in advance. Okay, fine. (laughs) I've been warned. (laughs) All right. That's episode 451 coming up soon on the Countdown Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for our 450th. My name is Paul. My name's Wayne. And this has been the soundboard, which will happen in post. How would you like to suck my balls? It's a fart. And we'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.